Hi, and welcome to another episode of The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. I am your host, Blaine Bartlett. And as you're accustomed to hearing, um, the, the, the focus of this program is on that thing that I call the soul uh, of business. And it's actually that part of anything that gives aliveness, brings aliveness to what we do. It also is the source of inspiration. It's a source of creativity. And when we can tap into it, and every business has got this to be tapped into, when we can tap into it, uh, magic seems to happen. And that's one of the reasons that I'm so excited to have uh, as my guest today, uh, Natalina, who is the, uh, the founder and the CEO of an organization called Rise Up For You. And I had the privilege of uh, co-hosting with my you know, very good friend, David Meltzer, uh, a show that we do every week. Uh, it's a live broadcast, uh, simulcast on uh, uh, actually YouTube, uh, LinkedIn, and, and Facebook. It's called Office Hour Soul of Business on Thursdays at 3 p.m. And this is not a commercial for that show, but it is a kind of a way of introducing uh, Nada here. Uh, she was a guest on the show, and I absolutely loved um, the story of, of uh, her organization, Rise Up For You, what it was about, and also just kind of what she's up to. So um, Nada, I want to just welcome you to the show. It's good to have you here. Thank you so much, Blaine. It's an honor to be here and, and looking forward to sharing. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, the exploration here. Um, as you know, with all of my guests, uh, um, the first question I'll ask, and it's really the only question I'll lead with, is when you hear the soul of business, what does that bring up for you? It's a really interesting question. Um, for me, when I hear the soul of business, the first thing that pops up is values. It's just the word values comes to my mind. And, and the reason why is because um, business is not easy. Running a business isn't easy. Being in a business isn't easy. And if you really don't have that core set of values that you go in with, then um, you can quickly be out of alignment with what you're doing. Um, and you can lose the business. You can drop the business. It can turn into something that you're not excited about anymore. And so I think it's really important to have these core values that, that are really something you commit to and the business will lead accordingly. Yeah. Now, I, I, love, I love the focus on values and, and it, because it opens up for me an interesting uh, exploration. Because mm. uh, a lot of times in my experience, people will consider, uh, confuse core values with things that we value. Yes. And there is a distinction between those things. We value money. We value uh, you know, nice things. We, va yeah, we value stuff. Yeah. But values are something that is a different animal entirely. And Absolutely. Yeah, the, yeah, your organization, Rise Up For You, um, yeah, you're, as an educational motivational company, one of the things that you focus on is, is, is a company's culture. Yeah. And that's, this is where the value come in and you do it in an interesting way uh it has to do with people development now my language for it is yeah the you know, build great people you build a great company yeah and that's my sense of what you know rise up for you is all about is building great people yeah so a couple of things here how do you go about doing that but and probably before we get into that how did you get into doing that what what you know kind of brought this up for you because your background um, you know, you're a former college professor, uh, executive at an education company. You toured the world singing. 
Um, you, you've got this kind of an interesting mix, which I think is fascinating. And this is why I love talking to people on this show. How did you get into this and why was this so important? The, you know, the, the people side of this thing. That's a really good question. So I got into it. It started with me. So as you mentioned, I was a performer and I used to tour the world internationally. Um, you know, and I always say that when I was performing, I was always the best performer in the room, but I was never the best singer. So there was always people in the room that had way better technique than me. They were more talented than me. Um, but yet I always stood center stage and I always had what they call the diva solos, right? And so I quickly, quickly realized that it, it wasn't about the technique that made an individual successful. It was really about the mindset, how they showed up, how they communicated um, and their confidence. And so that was really the, the touching point for me. And then when I went on tour, I noticed that again, some of the challenges that were happening on an organizational level had to do with people. So now I saw that personal success, right, was being hindered because of these people's skills. But then on a larger level, I saw organizational success being hindered by the people's skills, not the technique, not the product, right, not the strategy, but all came down to individuals. So uh, when I got done performing, uh, as you mentioned, I went back to school. I got my degree in executive leadership. I became a professor and an executive, and the same thing was happening. So individuals in this corporation that I was lead, I was 27. I had 200 staff members under me at 27, um, but really toxic company culture, poor communication, individuals that were sabotaging themselves, that weren't putting their best foot forward all the challenges that we were really dealing with in the company, it all came down to these people, human soft skills, whichever one you want to call them. This was really the core of the challenges that we were dealing with. And um, that kind of started my journey. And then from there, I, I had my own personal experience and then I built the company from that. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, the notion of soft skills, when people hear soft skills, it, it's always fascinating to me about how, it almost becomes a dismissive comment. And in my experience, and this is you know, over 40 years worth of experience, the soft skills are actually the hard bedrock of a successful organization. And if you're not paying attention to the soft skills, you're going to be dead in the water in a real quick uh, time frame. Oh, yeah. Well, they just they came out with the um, statistic about a year ago that said 75% of individuals derailed their career because they don't have soft skills. Yeah. So, you know, the IQ or the technical skills, it might get you the interview. It might even land you the job, but it's the EQ or the soft skills that we're talking about that get you to keep the job, that get you to grow in the job, that get you to create sustainable success in your life. But you're right, it's the skills that we spend the least amount of time. I mean, even if you look at our school districts, K through 12, mm -hmm. it's skills that these kids aren't learning, unfortunately. Today, they're starting to infuse it, but um, it's again, it's a byproduct, right? If we have time, let's pull this in, but it's really the skills that we need to be building and, and, and learning. So following that thread, what are, if you can enumerate a couple of these quote unquote soft skills? You know, I, yeah, I've got my list, but yeah, I'm, I'm very interested in, in looking where we're at with this. Yeah, so right now the top ones, especially where we're at in just in society, emotional intelligence is number one. Yep. And that's because emotional intelligence has 18 different competencies that fall under that. that that's a lot, you know? So we're talking <laughs> empathy, diversity, equity, and inclusion, leadership, uh, confidence, internal motivation, adaptability. I, I can keep going, right? So that's just- Awareness. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's just EQ. Um, then the second thing is creativity, critical thinking. All these are considered soft skills, right? Where you can't read a book on it. It's things that we have to build our muscle on. We have to grow that technique and that skill and mm -hmm. that take time. So uh, as you mentioned with a technical skill or a hard skill, once you understand it, for the most part, you can implement two plus two equals four. Got it. I know that forever and it doesn't change. Soft skills are the opposite. They're really easy to understand. We know we should communicate better, you know, manage our stress, be confident, be a good leader, but it takes years and a lot of work to actually build that muscle so that when you're in the moment, you can actively practice it. Yeah. So yeah, I would say definitely emotional intelligence, adaptability, creativity, critical thinking. These are the core soft skills right now that are 100% needed in life and in the workforce. Yeah. You know, there's, um, you, you mentioned early on um, mindset, you know, so yeah, yeah, I was always the best performer, not necessarily the best singer. And there's a mindset there that's interesting. And, and I'm going to marry this into the conversation we're having about soft skills, hard skills. Yeah. Um, in my experience, and this is, and we can you know, just kind of open this up a little bit here. Um when people enter the workplace, you know, when leaders, you know, entrepreneurs found their businesses and whatnot, they will pay attention to, you know, the, the skill set that is tied to the job itself. Wow. Yeah. And, it, and it's usually pretty well defined. Um, and as an entrepreneur, I need to be able to read a, you know, a, a P&L and, you know, understand finance and, I mean, all of that kind of stuff. Those are hard skills. The, the mindset you know, that brings into focus here is the distinction between being a professional and being an amateur. And in my thinking, and in, actually in my experience, many of the leaders that I coach are actually amateurs in the way that they approach the, the activity of leading. They don't do what it takes as a leader that a professional would do. And the professional will pay attention to the soft skills, knowing that that is really where everything happens. A professional will do whatever it takes when I need to do it to come back to understanding. And this is why being the best performer is different than being the best singer. Right. You know, you've got the best, yeah. You know, so you start focusing on stage presence, you start focusing on, yeah, you know, I mean, any of the number of other things that you focused on as the best performer. So that, that distinction between being an amateur and being a professional, can you talk a little bit about that in terms of, you know, uh, rise up for you? Just kind of how would you do that? Because I got a hunch that you're actually paying attention to that. Yeah, we are. Well, I mean, it, it's really the difference between being sloppy, right? So when you say amateur in my brain, it's it's that sloppiness of I'm going to do part of it. I'm going to do part of it, but I'm not really going to do the work that's needed to create sustainable transformation where the professional mm -hmm. comes at it from a more big picture point of view. Right. And, and that's kind of how we that's how we work with companies as well as we're going to look at this from the big picture point of view. So not only is it helping yourself, but how can it permeate out to help others? And that's really the difference when you say amateur and professional is the amateur is going to do to some extent what it takes, but never use that full potential, right? Just to yep. where it feels comfortable and good. But the professional is going to keep refining and keep refining and keep refining until it's seeing those outcomes and those results. And 
that's what makes someone professional is that they know that it's not going to be perfect, but they have that growth mindset, as, as you mentioned, the mindset to keep working on the strategy or the system so that, again, big picture success happens. Yeah. I, I, you know, the idea here, an amateur will organize what they're doing with comfort as the metric. Do yes. I feel comfortable doing this now? Yes. I mean, I, I, I think of myself as a golfer. I am, I'm a, I am an amateur golfer, yes. Yes. <laughs> but I, I'm comfortable with the swing and whatnot. I'm you know, scratch, not a chance. Uh, so a professional will do what they do with excellence as the, the mindset, the, which puts me in a position of having to be uncomfortable almost on a daily basis. 100%. I've got to do things. I get up at 6 a.m. in the morning and I do my, you know, my five mile run. I, yeah, not because, yeah, I want to get up in the morning and do a five mile run, but because in terms of excellence, that's what I need to do in order to be made, you know, fit to do my job. You know, all those sorts of things. Yeah. Serve humanity through elevating humans and their potential. I mean, this idea of service permeates everything you know, that I do. And in my initial conversation with you when we were on office hours together, that came across very loudly in terms of what you and Rise Up For You does. Yeah. Now, and, then, and I got a hunch, and I want you to talk a little bit about your new book, uh, Rise Up For You. Because I got a hunch that service you know, is kind of a thread that runs through that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's all about providing value, you know. So, especially with with humans and these human skills, it's it's about helping individuals understand what they can't see, and that's the blind spot, and that's how our whole business runs, right? And and thankfully, that's why we've grown to where we're at, and we're still growing even with COVID. You know, the last four months we've quadrupled. And that's because we we come from that place of let's provide education, let's provide value and everything will return from there, right? It's the same thing in the workspace. So when individuals talk with us and they say, how do I move up in my career? I say, it's not about you. Do you want to know? Remember this part. It's not about you. <laughs> and they say, what do you mean? <laughs> so just remember that phrase. It's not about you. And then watch how fast you move up in the career. Because when you come from this mindset of how can I serve? How can I add value? What do you need more of? Where can I help you? Things will start to come back to you. But if you're always thinking me, 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 I want to grow, I want to move, I want to do this, it's going to do the opposite naturally. And so uh, that's really, a, a, that's a core value that we have with our company is just add value, add service, add education, and everything will come from that. Yeah. I, I, you know, the, the whole notion of, and again, I kind of go back to mindset on this. What I'm saying yeah, if, if I'm one of your clients, I, I want to get ahead of my career. Just that declaration says I'm not ahead in my career. Yeah. So I'm operating from a sense of lack just yes. by definition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to pick that up. Oh, excuse me here. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's, it's that abundance mindset versus the scarcity mindset, right? Yeah. That that we come into play and being able to really transfer that as, again, big picture, big picture. How can I contribute to the betterment of an organization, to the betterment of a company? And from there, it will come around big picture to, to then support and give back to you, right? I mean, I remember when I was performing, I always, like I said, I always stood center stage, but I still 
was one of the only performers that would walk up to the big boss and the director afterwards and say, what can I do better? And is there anything else that you need from me? And they thought I was crazy because I was the top performer. <laughs> I was all, wow. I, I had all the roles and I was still coming up and saying, what can I do better? And what do you need from me? Right. What do you need from me? And, and just as a cast, as a group, how can I help you? How can I help you? You know, um, we're going to come back in just a minute here. I want to take a real brief break, but I want to pick that thread up when we come back uh, because it's about feedback being the breakfast of champions. Okay. Well, I thank you for listening. Um, I want to also invite you right now to go to blainebartlett.com. And on that site, which is my personal website, you'll see uh, services up on the top menu. I'd like you to click on Leadership Mastermind. Now, why I want you to do that is we have uh, structured a mastermind program that is very unusual and it is very powerful. And by going onto that site and clicking that link, you'll be taken to a landing page that is an invitation to join this mastermind. It's a 52 week long exploration of what it takes to be a highly effective leader in today's fast changing environment. You won't regret it. And if you've been liking what you've been listening to on these Soul of Business podcasts, how does one become a leader that can keep connection to the soul of business? That's what we look at. That's what we're about in this mastermind program. So again, go to blainebartlett.com and click on the services link. And there you'll find the link to the Leadership Mastermind program. Look forward to seeing you there. Thanks for listening to this little commercial. And now back to our show. Hi, welcome back. This is uh, Blaine Bartlett. You're listening to the Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. My guest today is Nadia Elena. And when we left, we were talking about feedback. We were talking about what she did when she was a performer uh, in service of the greater good for the organization that she was a part of. And that, that's the whole theme of Rise Up For You. And then, you know, and when we start thinking about how do you access the soul of business, how do you access the soul of anything, a large part of that has to do with recognizing that we don't do it by ourselves. Yeah, that um, champions are built based on feedback. Professionals are consistent, consistently and continuously looking for feedback about their performance and how they're contributing and then the impact that they're having. So, yeah, could you talk a little bit more uh, about the way that that request for feedback was received when you made it, you know, particularly when you were uh, touring? Yeah, I mean, a lot of times when I asked for feedback, people were shocked. Because again, it's we are a high performer, you're high functioning, why are you asking for feedback? And I think it goes back to the mindset that we talk about that always having a growth mindset and being learnable, right? Always being able to say, I can still grow, I can still grow and I want to still grow, right? And that's really the, that's motivation for me is knowing that I can keep every day I can learn something new, right? And so, you know, that, that has always served me. You know, even when I was an executive, even when I was a professor, the question was always, you know, what do you need more from me and how can I support so that not only am I growing in this, but we're all growing in this. Right. And that's that's really 
that's fundamental. And I always say, you know, that's the thing about entrepreneurship is being able to have that growth mindset to keep growing, to pivot, to adapt, to try new things and, and to put everything that you have in what you're doing. And I also believe that even if you're not an entrepreneur in the sense that you run your own businesses and you have be that way in a company. So even if you're in a corporation and you're not self-employed, think like an entrepreneur in a company because that's how you grow is by providing service. You run it like it's your own. You see big picture, you ask for feedback and you're constantly looking at how can we make things better? Yeah. How can we make things, you know, the, and then picking the regular listeners to the podcast have heard me say this before. Uh, the purpose of business is not to make a profit. Profit will come if you're doing things right. Purpose yeah. of business is to uplift the experience of being alive on this planet, to enhance the experience of living on this planet. So this idea of asking for feedback in the context of impact, in the context of how are we growing and how can I assist in our growth? That, by definition, taps into that energetic of soul that, uh, that we talk about. And I've got to be tapped into that myself in order to ask that question effectively and authentically. Yeah. And that, that was one of the things that struck me when we were uh, first introduced was just how authentic you seem to be. I mean, it's, it's kind of like, you know, what, what shows up is who I get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's a big deal. That, that really is a big deal. I think it's not, I think, I know. So I'm going to say this confidently. It comes down to confidence. And that's a soft skill that is um, highly underrated. So about 82%, and we've done a lot of research around this, and my book is, is highly circulated around this, but 82% of professionals, they struggle from confidence, self-confidence. And confidence prevents you from taking action. Because confidence is all that monkey chatter that comes into your brain that says, are they going to like me? Am I going to be good enough? Is it going to be perfect? The imposter syndrome, self-doubt. And when you are able to build confidence on what I call a macro level, which is the internal level, then you show up at your best for you. You have a set of alignments, you have values, and, and that's what you get, right? So when you say that, it's because I have a macro confidence where for me, I'm just going to be my best self and, and hopefully it's received well. And then if it's not, then we go from there and we work it out. <laughs> yeah. <Right>? But <laughs> the only way you're going to get to where you want to be is by doing it with integrity and you have to have integrity with yourself first, you know? Yeah. So if you don't have integrity with yourself, then you're going to make decisions that are not going to be in alignment with you. And you're going to be, making decisions for other people first and then it's going to take you out of your zone and when i say zone i mean your genius zone because we all have a comfort yep. zone an excellent zone and then we have a genius zone and that's where you're in the flow and when we make decisions based off of other people then it's really hard for you so there's macro and there's micro confidence so i'm just going to say this really quickly and if that's okay micro confidence yeah. is what most people have it's when you're confident in a competency so I'm confident in speaking, I'm confident in coding, I'm confident in my career, I'm confident you know, in my job title and my relationship and the people that I'm around. But the challenge with that is that that's external and it's not sustainable. It can go away in a second, just like we saw with COVID-19, right? So COVID-19 is here, all these external things changed, but because so many people identified themselves 
and they saw themselves as these external things. When they fell apart, they lost themselves. They lost their identity. They lost who they were. They lost motivation. When you build a macro confidence, which is a soft skill, then that's a confidence in yourself that says, no matter what happens around me, I still have the mindset that I can grow. I can adapt. I believe in myself enough to understand that I can build a new skill, that I believe in my ability, that I believe in A, B, C, and D, and that's sustainable. But too many of us have the opposite, and that's really the challenge. And so that macro confidence is very key. And I've worked a lot, I've worked a long time to have macro confidence. I had an amazing parents that taught me macro confidence. And I'll tell you, you know, like I know we're on the solo business, but just to be transparent, like both of my parents died before I was 31 years old. And the macro confidence is what got me to keep going and to keep moving forward because I understood that there was a deeper connection that's going to help me be successful in life, not just in the job, but in life. And I always say that that's the greatest tragedy today is wasted human potential. And it starts on that confidence level. Absolutely. I, I love the way that you make that distinction, micro and macro confidence. Um, you know, above the, uh, the Oracle of Delphi in, in Greece, there is the Greek phrase, you know, know thyself. Yeah. And in order, you, know, you, you mentioned the word identity. Uh, in, you know, when you think about this, you know, there are two questions that are continuously operating in an organization uh, at the individual level. And those two questions are, who am I and where do I belong? And Whenever change is introduced into the system, those questions come into play. Who am I? Where do I belong? Who, you know, so somebody says, that's not my job. That's a reflection on their sense of who they are. And then where do I belong? That also comes into play here when you start asking people to shift positions you know, in, in, in terms of uh, accommodating a shift in the macro environment where we now have to do different things in a, a different way. I'm interested here, you, you mentioned that you, you know, um, you know, Rise Up for you as an organization, yeah, you've actually quadrupled your you know, you know, revenue structure here in the face of COVID. And I've got a hunch just in the way that you're talking about this, that it wasn't the micro stuff that was paying, you know, being paid attention to. It was your ability, your confidence in yourself and your team's ability in, 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 the, in themselves that allows for what were you, you know, euphemistically calling a pivot now uh, yeah. <laughs> to take place. Uh, what, it, it, and I love the phrase that you, you know, understand what I can't see. I don't know what the future looks like any longer. Right. So how do I understand what I can't see? How do I know what to do when I don't know what to do? I have to be able to know myself well enough to be able to have confidence that I will land on my feet. Yes. That's absolutely. what I'm hearing you say about this. Absolutely. Well, the reality is that it takes just as much energy to stress than it does to find a solution. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> so when that happened and, you know, so just so you know, there was about uh, 30 speaking gigs that I had coming up in March, first part of April, one of them with Google, right? And within one week, less, you know, a couple of days, all of those went away. Okay. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of our corporate training. So when we go in and we work with companies, we go on site, we do corporate trainings. Yep. Those all went away. And so I, again, it, it's that, it's that confidence it's the soft skills. It's the growth mindset to say, okay, I can either stress and panic and go into that mode, or I can go into solution mode, but they're both going to take the same amount of energy. So I might as well go this way, which is the solution. 
So within one day, I just sat with myself and I said, okay, how can we make this work? And what are some tools that are out there that we can grab onto and keep moving forward? And that's, that's really all I did. So Mm -hmm. I figured out, okay, let's grab some tools and now let's just add value, add value, add value, add value. And uh, within a couple days I was doing that and it didn't even skip a beat. I, I mean, there was not one bad month that we had, thankfully, you know, because we just made it and, and then I passed it down to the team. So leadership have to start with me, figure it out with me to pass it, to pay it forward or to pass it down. If I don't start with me, I have nothing to pay it forward. Right. Yep. And so that's the, some of the challenges that we were seeing with leaders around the world is that they were trying to manage their teams, but they weren't starting with themselves first. Are you calm? Have you managed your situation? Have you controlled your emotions and your stress? Have you came up with a game plan to some extent that now you can say, all right, team, here's what we're going to do. Everyone was just flying off and <laughs> trying to make oh, yeah. it go. <laughs> Hair's on fire. Oh my God, we're going to die. The sky fire. is falling. On fire. So I'm thankful that we've been able to grow. We've brought on more team members and we're still just, you know, moving forward and, you know, using Zoom and, and, and honestly we've gotten more reach so now we're like in india and the middle east and in some areas that we weren't in before covid so again that's that mindset of saying well in some ways this could be really beneficial because i can reach a larger audience than i could maybe in california in my backyard exactly i mean that mirrors you know almost to a t you know my experience of our organization as well it's you know i've got a broader reach now than i had pre-covid and in the face of, I mean, Asia disappeared for me, Africa disappeared, Europe disappeared, South America went away. It's kind of like, okay, this is going to be fun. Let's see what we can do with this. And and I know myself well enough, and, I, and I'll come back to this because this is the invitation to the listener. I have to know myself well enough for that macro, that macro confidence you know, to kick in. I have never not landed on my feet in my entire life. I have never not landed on my feet. So that's an important takeaway uh, when people start looking at how they lead their businesses, because in order to have that mindset, I have to have a trust in the soul of what I'm calling the soul of business, that that spirit of life. Yeah. Life wants to, life wants to expand, express. It wants to expand. It wants to grow and it will grow in all kinds of conditions. And sometimes it will grow rapidly in some of the most adverse conditions. Yeah, you know, which is kind of an interesting uh, paradox. Absolutely. Change is the only thing that is constant. And so if we don't have that macro confidence to shift and to believe in our ability, we're going to have a hard time when that, those external factors are changing, which they will. Yeah, people yeah. change careers. They change relationships. They change financial income brackets. They change. I mean, all these things are constantly shifting. Um, and we, we have to be able to stay on top when that happens. And it, and it starts with that confidence, which again is a soft skill. You'd be surprised, Blaine. A lot of companies hire us to teach confidence. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I would I mean, not be surprised, yeah. quite frankly. <laughs> yeah, we do a lot of other stuff, but I think they're starting to realize that, okay, our product is only as good as our people. Mm-hmm. And if our people don't feel good or if they don't feel confident to take action or to make a call or to deal with the client, it's just going to hinder everything. Yeah. Yeah, take care of my take care of myself first. Take care of my people, and then the business will take care of itself. Yeah, yeah that's literally kind of how that will work. Where can people find out more about um, Rise Up for uh, Rise Up for You? 
Yeah, great question. So we've made it super simple. <laughs> so everything is Rise Up For You completely spelled out. You can go to riseupforyou.com, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, all at Rise Up For You. And we'd love for you to check us out and, and to reach out. We're always here to serve and help. So thank you. Yeah. And, and folks, I, I really do want you to go check out that website. There's some great resources uh, on the site. Uh, and the story is, is really worth spending some time you know, unbundling. Uh, you've also got, and we mentioned this earlier, a new book. I do. Also I called. <laughs> <laughs> very, I, very uh, you know, serendipitously called Rise Up For You. Uh, where can yeah. people get that? Yeah, it's Rise Up For You, Closing the Gap Between You and Your Potential, because we all have blind spots, and sometimes we don't know where we need to grow. Um, so you can find it on Amazon. You can find it on our website, riseupforyou.com forward slash shop. Um, very accessible to anyone. Okay. And one last thing here, and yeah, this will you know, air just prior to an upcoming conference that you have. So I want to be sure that we can actually get some information in about that. What's the title of the conference? What's the focus and when is it? Thank you. Great question. So it's just the Rise Up For You annual conference. It's our fifth year doing it and we love it. It's amazing. And the focus is really to help entrepreneurs, leaders, and professionals move the mark to that next step. Um, and so it's a virtual conference, but it's live. It's not automated. And we actually bring in 12 guest experts. We have people like Kathy Buckley, Brian Covey, Scott Duffy. Um, I'm not, you might know Scott Duffy Blaine. I know and, Scott very well. I know Kathy very well. Kathy's yeah. a very good friend. Yeah. yeah, amazing people that are going to be coming uh, to speak at this conference and help us move the mark. And so it's a combination of empowerment and strategy because you have to have both. Empowerment goes nowhere if there's no strategy. And so all of you entrepreneurs, professionals, leaders that are looking to move that mark a little bit, get to that next step in your potential in your business, this is a great place for you. So it's riseupforyou.com forward slash conference. Um, and I'd love to give your audience a discount code, Blaine, if that's okay, I could send it to yeah. you. And we'll give all of your audience 50% off our tickets. Oh, that's great. Okay. And it's November 6th and 7th. Yep. November 6th and 7th. And yep. it's a virtual conference. Okay. Uh, why don't you, yeah, what is the code? If you have that real quick, we'll just kind of. Rise up 50. Rise up 50. Yeah, super okay. simple. <laughs> okay, right. Rise up 50. Okay. Yeah, that way it's, mm-hmm. yeah. That way people don't have to go to yeah. the. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you can just go to our website, riseupforyou.com forward slash conference, get all the information there and then code rise up 50 and it'll give you that 50% off. Beautiful. Okay. Guest today has been Nadia Lina, CEO and founder of uh, Rise Up For You. Nadia, thank you so much. I mean, this has been a great conversation. Um, I've loved it, quite frankly and personally, and I'm... <laughs> Uh, I knew it would be good when I saw you on office, uh, office hours when we had the, the brief conversation there. I'm glad we could expand it a little bit here. So again, thank, thank you. you for being on. Thank you, Blaine. I appreciate it. It's an honor. Yeah, we'll be talking. You take care. This is Blaine Bartlett. Um, you've been listening to The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. And real quickly, uh, you can find out more about what we're up to and what I'm up to at blainebartlett.com. And if you're interested in the uh, mastermind program um, that I've mentioned before, you know, you can find out more about that by going to, again, blainebartlett.com and click on the upper side of the uh, website there where services are uh, noted and you will see the mastermind link. So hope to see you there. Have a good evening, good day, good morning, wherever you're at right now. And we'll see you on the next episode. Take care.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.